0: But the barbecue family, like we show up, although we're competing and we want to beat their pants off and have the much better chicken, ribs and pork and brisket that weekend, like we help each other, you know, everybody's like, man, I saw about your dad, I'm so sorry. You know, people come and they talk and, you know, it's hey, if you run out of something, they're like, yeah, hey, I've got one left, but you're welcome to it. They give you what they have. and You just don't find that like in a lot of other hobbies and just, you know, things that you find interest in. So that community means a lot to us. We enjoy it a lot.
1: Hi, I'm Katherine. I love hearing people's stories. I always have. In 2021, an idea came to me to talk to 10 people I didn't know about a meaningful day in their life. I posted the idea to my neighborhood's Facebook page and connected with 11 people who were willing to share. We met in one of our homes and these are those conversations. For me, when I hear someone's personal experience, I understand them better. I feel connected to them through common ground or a common feeling. And I always and inevitably learn something from them that helps me in my own life. I don't know what you'll find in these conversations, but I hope it's something good. I'm so grateful all around to everyone who participated, and now to you for listening. I truly hope you enjoy. Let's jump right in. Today's conversation is with Stephen. Would you like to introduce yourself and let me know what you're here to talk about?
0: Yeah, my name is Steven and I'm not real sure. I want to talk about food and let's see where it goes.
1: Sounds great to me. Let's just get into it. Do you want to talk about if you have a dream or your hobby?
0: Yeah, so I do have a dream. A dream is just not yet identified. I have a true passion for cooking because it brings people together. I enjoy you never see someone eat a great plate of food with a frown on their face. We put people around this table, as a matter of fact, to have dinner and supper clubs. And just the stories that come out and the laughter and friendships made means a lot to me. We never eat the food. We never taste the food hardly other than cooking. Uh, We serve the people during supper club. It's just bringing people together and laughter and joy. And I feel like food's always involved when great things are happening. Big business meetings are at dinner. Family reunions are always, you know, with picnics. Just... I feel like that's when people are happiest, and I'm happy cooking and making those things happen, facilitating those.
1: What is Supper Club?
0: So Supper Club is something my wife and I started. It should be pointed out my wife is a somewhat willing participant in my food dreams. <laughs> she is my, uh, my sous chef and my organizer and my shopper. It's not her passion like it is mine, but she does it because it gives me joy and what else it might lead to. So supper club, we have this farmhouse table uh, at our house. It holds six people. We invite three couples over. They come for a five course seasonal dinner uh, that we put on. That We're having our third one uh, this weekend. I haven't been able to put it out to people because friends buy it and ask when it is and they do it, sign up before I even get to announce it like to other people. My dream was invite some neighbors, some friends from church, and people we used to live, you know, to, to let circles kind of interact and new friendships make. It hasn't happened yet because my friends just keep coming to eat, which is a good problem to have. So they don't know the menu. I say it's 12th at 6 p.m. Bring a bottle of wine if you want and uh, and can come eat. They don't know the theme. There is a theme each week. Um, this week's is Fiesta. Uh, we're doing uh, some Latin American flavors and stuff. So they come and they sit, we tell stories. Uh, I have a printed menu sitting at their table, at their seat when they sit down. And they say, sounds great, let's get started. And we serve them dinner and tell stories and joke and laugh for, for a couple hours, two, two and a half hours. And uh, they get up, say thank you, and go home happy and full.
1: It sounds like you're the kind of person that's had people over for dinner. But there was a first time where you looked at your wife and you were like, hey, three couples, let's just do it.
0: I mean- yeah, so you have to understand, I. If you're familiar with the diss survey, I'm an I. I'm an Enneagram 7. I'm an entertainer. People I never have trouble talking in front of. So I come up with lots of harebrained ideas and my wife shoots half of them down, and rightfully so. But, you know, we sit here and I look at everyone and like, say, you know what would be cool? If we just, what if we had people over for dinner? And I did like a seasonal menu and we just served them. We didn't eat with them. Not like having them over for dinner. Like we have them over and they have dinner. My wife's like, well, that sounds awful for me because I'm just working and cooking and serving, and then they leave and go home, and I got to clean up. I'm like, doesn't that sound great? And she's like, that does not. And I was like, well, we'll charge them. Like our people will pay. Like they already pay for food, for catering and other stuff. This is just more intimate, and it's exciting to me as like a, a cook to not tell someone a menu, and for them to go, yeah, I've got faith, I'll be there. What time? What time does service start? I go six o'clock, and they show up absolutely having no idea what's going to be. What they're eating that night and that's fun to me but it's also pressure to know that I got to give them something that you know they want to take pictures of it and put it on Instagram they want to tell their friends that they want to come back again and pay to have dinner at Steve's house in another three or four weeks so yeah I mean so just so you know how this all started originally uh, I have a, a great friend Justin uh, his dad was in they're from Memphis and his dad was in a competition barbecue and uh justin called me one day he's like hey my dad's been cooking barbecue contests he's having some fun and having some success and it's getting a little more hard for him to manage alone what do you say we go and meet him at the contest this weekend and help him out just be his muscle move things around do whatever he needs and we can eat barbecue and hang out and uh you know have a guy's weekend i'm like okay what time do you want to leave so we did that we did that three or four times then we started doing that uh, in Memphis in May, which is the World Championship Barbecue Contest that they hold on the river in Memphis, which was actually last weekend. Uh, we did that a few times and we really got into it, started to really enjoy it, started to learn stuff. I, I've never been a, a huge cook before. I mean, I, we were latchkey kids growing up. My little brother was five years younger than me and it was hot dogs and macaroni and cheese and uh, we, weren't, we weren't putting out any plated meals. But we started getting into that and my buddy Justin, his dad, Terry ended up getting sick and passing away. Mm. So we, the barbecue and the cooking thing kind of went on hold for a while. We we didn't do it anymore. Justin called me one day and said, man, I miss cooking barbecue and just being out there. Barbecue competitions really are a family. And I'll tell you a minute, we went to one this weekend and it's like, you miss it. And we haven't been out in a couple of years and we missed it a lot. But he and I started cooking with another friend and we started competing and we had a lot of learning to do but we started getting better at it and better at it. We started winning some prizes here and there. So we ended up traveling around the Southeast to Kentucky and Mississippi, uh, all over Tennessee, Georgia, uh, Alabama, and meeting and cooking in regional barbecue competitions. And we have a blast doing it. Now it's also, I've heard it's like owning a boat. Like you really have to enjoy doing it because you're gonna spend more money than you get back out. So we, we make sure that we have a good time But the barbecue family, like we show up, although we're competing and we want to beat their pants off and have the much better chicken, ribs, and pork and brisket that weekend, like we help each other. You know, everybody's like, man, I saw about your dad. I'm so sorry. You know, people come and they talk. And, you know, it's a if you run out of something, they're like, yeah, hey, I've got one left. You're welcome to it. They give you what they have. And you just don't find that like in a lot of other hobbies and just, you know, things that you find interest in. So that community means a lot to us. We enjoy it a lot.
1: Okay, wait, I'm gonna back you up for a second. Okay, so you, your friend just called you up one weekend and was like, my dad's doing this competition, do you wanna come help me out? And at that time, what was your cooking experience?
0: I mean, I could cook burgers and stuff a little bit. I I was, I liked to entertain, I like being, hospitality is kind of a gift of mine, I like people being around, I like those things. But it wasn't, I wasn't a, a cook or a competition cook by any means. I'm no chef, I have no formal training, but, you know, given a kitchen full of ingredients, I feel pretty confident that I could put together something that's that's pretty good.
1: So you just kind of slowly got into it and worked on your skills.
0: Yeah, I mean, barbecue is so good because it shows you, like, prep. So at a professional barbecue competition, we cook four categories. We cook chicken, ribs, pork butt, and brisket. So beef, pork, and chicken. And just it shows you, one, to you know respect the animals and the meat you're working with, uh, how we trim them, how we treat them, how you flavor them, how you cook them, how you cook them well. Because anybody can throw a chicken leg on a grill and pull it off in 30 minutes. And it's, you know, as long as you get to 165 degrees, it's not going to make you sick and you can eat a chicken leg. But to give it where, you know, when we have people eat our chicken legs, we want them to be like, oh, it's so great. The skin is bite through. The meat is super, I get a smoky flavor from the meat and it's super tender. It's a little heat on my lips, but then you get a sweetness from the, the barbecue sauce, like those are the comments that we look for when people eat our chicken. Mm-hmm. That's what we consider a success. Not, Hey, that's, that's good chicken. I mean, I get sick on it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's really just been, and, and then bringing some of those skills home and doing more with them and cooking for the family. I've got two teenage boys and anybody with kids know that they like to eat. Uh, my boys don't like sweets at all. They will have two bowls of chili, two burgers chicken sandwich, like whatever else, protein and stuff, they'll have multiple of, but they're not, they don't really eat sweets at all.
1: You started going to these competitions and you just started learning. And do you remember your first competition that you went to?
0: The first one we went to that we cooked at on our own. Justin's dad was still here. Uh, He wasn't cooking anymore, but he came to hang out with us. It was in Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, And it was, I guess it was three years ago. And we were cooking. We didn't have a 20-foot trailer. We had pop-up tents and some smokers that we rolled off the of back of a trailer or a truck. We thought we knew what we were doing. It, we, did, we did not know what we were doing. <laughs> but we had a general idea because we'd done it with his dad before. But I just remember brisket is the first thing you cook because it's the biggest meat and it takes the longest to cook. And it's kind of the, the granddaddy, the grand prize of barbecue because it takes a good cook to be able to make a good brisket. A lot of people screw them up. And which is why you don't see them at a lot of barbecue restaurants, even like commercial restaurants. So a brisket is done. We usually try to take it to 200, 202 degrees. And ours had gotten past that. And I remember Justin pulling it out of the smoker and he was panicked. He's like, dude, the the brisket is, it's smoked. It's done, gone. We're not going to do anything with this brisket. And I remember his dad going, hey. It's fine. His dad was sick, wasn't feeling well, but he was there trying to consult us and help us through a little bit. He's like, get it out, wrap it up a little bit, put it over there in the cooler, leave the cooler, like let it sit and rest and see what it comes back to. he's like, the meat's forgiving. Give it a shot to to come back to life a little bit. And uh, it did a little, we ended up turning it in, not super confident. And in our first professional competition, I think there was third, no, that was a big competition. There was over 40 to 50 teams there. We finished fourth in brisket, that contest. Wow. And it was one of those things where it was like, n- no way. Because at the end, you go to an award ceremony, mm-hmm. kind of like a middle school graduation, right? So we're all sitting out there, and they're like, all right. And they start at 10, and they go up to first place brisket. And I'm like, well, yeah. Obviously, we didn't win 10th or ninth because we're probably 33rd somewhere. And he's like fourth place, and they, they call our name. And we look at each other like, no way. I mean, we—I was as proud as we could have been. We have that picture with us three, the partners, and his dad, and our award hanging in the as a poster hanging in uh, the trailer.
1: Oh wow! So that's amazing for your first time. So when you just because I really know nothing about yeah, it's barbecue, all good. but I'm kind of fascinated by it. I have a couple of questions. One, like, what does it take to enter a competition? We
0: cook in an actual league, so it's called KCBS. It's Kansas City Barbecue Society. So on any given weekend across the country, there's probably 15 different barbecue contests going on. There's probably one in Atlanta, there's one somewhere in Tennessee, there's one somewhere and so, you know, most states will have one, but a lot of guys will travel up to two to three hours to go. We traveled three hours last weekend to the one we went to. There's an entry fee involved, somewhere between 200 and 300, $350 just to enter, which ends up going towards the prize money. You have to pay for all your meats Uh, to enter that you're going to cook. So you're probably talking, depending on the quality of meat you buy, somewhere between $200 and $400 of meat.
1: You take your own meat? Yes. I'm guessing. I mean, that seems like a very thing that you'd be concerned about. Yeah,
0: because, I mean, you have everything from people that stop at Walmart on the way Mm -hmm. to we order our meat from a butcher in Florida, and it gets drop shipped to us on dry ice. We spend a little more money on ours. I'm not sure why because it hasn't really paid off in terms of (laughs) prizes lately. But yeah, I mean, they have you know, there's grades of meat. There's prime, there's choice. Uh, we cook a wagyu brisket, uh, which instead of seventy five dollars at Costco is a couple hundred dollars from this place that sends us brisket. They're hand picked and they're much better quality. But we feel like we have to because if the guy next to us is cooking a wagyu brisket and we're turning in the brisket that we found at you know the local grocery store, there's a comparative difference in terms of quality, size, and everything else.
1: So. Entry fee, entry bring fee. Your own meat. Meat.
0: We gotta get there.
1: Okay, and then do you bring your own equipment? Like I have seen yeah. pictures where people have tents. Do the do the competitions have yeah, those tents set up do you have to bring all no, no, no. that?
0: You you have what you bring with you. So you'll have guys that have two hundred thousand dollar RVs. There was one sitting next to us this weekend who pulled in backed in. He's got a porch that folds out the side, he rolls the smokers out on it and he's ready to go. And his family is living in luxury that weekend. Then there's guys like us who have a, you know, we have a nice trailer. It sleeps three. We have room for three pillow-top single mattresses in there, our beds in there. We've got our mobile kitchen that we use to cook and whatever. Uh, we have an awning, and we still sometimes will put a tent up for having people over to come hang out and stuff just for shade. depending on if it's raining or 100 degrees or whatever the case may be. So yeah, so there's that. And then you have people that have pop-up tents and a couple grills that they roll off the back of their truck, their lawnmower trailer or whatever. I mean, there is. There are just a good,
1: but, but that, you bring everything. You
0: bring everything with you. But that's the cool thing about barbecue. Like that guy has just as good a chance of winning as, as we do, or as the guy with the, the multi, you know, the $100,000 worth of RV. Like anybody can win for sure. Everything is bond box turn in. So we put it in a, a white to go box container close it. We take it, turn it in. It just has our number on the bottom. Nobody knows whose numbers is whose. Judges open it. They judge it on appearance. So the main judge shows the whole table. They'll write down something between zero and nine. And then they each get a piece and they taste it. And they judge it for taste and tenderness. And the best score wins. So that could be Jimmy with his pop-up tent and his grill. And it could be whoever with all the equipment that cooks every weekend and travels all over the country. There are people that cook 40 weekends a year. Wow. We could we plan on cooking maybe 3 or 4. We have 3 scheduled this year and maybe more we can fit it in, but just doing other things and having kids and whatever else, it, you know, schedule fills up quickly.
1: Wow. So when you started, Justin's dad kind of had some equipment and were you using that? So it kind of it sounds like he was a little bit of a mentor and kind of was For your sure. Way in.
0: For sure, without without Terry, we never would have been into barbecue. Never would have done anything about it. His dad did have some equipment that we started using when we first started. He got kind of got us got us down the right path. And then when he passed away, Justin used some of his um, inheritance and stuff to upgrade the barbecue equipment. It's like this was my dad's dream. This was his passion. This is what he wanted would have wanted for us to have the nicest of the things. So even like our smoker, we had custom built by a guy in Kansas City. Every um, competition we go to, it's the nicest smoker there by far. Guys are like, oh, that's a, that's a great smoker. Most of them know who built it because of the quality of work. But even like on the handles on the grill, it's got Terry's initials in it, the side. So we make sure that he stays front of mine always.
1: That's, that's really, really beautiful. Do, do you, you guys have a team name?
0: We do. It's Tennessee Smoke Show.
1: And where did that come from?
0: That just came off the top of my head one day. To me, like old school, you know, like a smoke show was something that was hot or good looking or was top notch, you know, or something. Uh, we wanted Tennessee in it because we're all Tennessee fans of the university. Uh, we all live here. We live close by and just Tennessee seemed like it should be in the name. But then also smoke show, right? If I see like smoke coming from a backyard, that tells me that somebody's cooking or grilling or or I know you call the fire department, one or the other, right? So I just, I kind of was like, we were, we kicked around a few um, and it didn't take long. They were, I'm kind of the creative, like I enjoy marketing and social media and creativity. It's kind of my thing. And I was like, what about Tennessee Smoke Show? And they're like, oh yeah, I kind of like that. I'm like, let's just see, I have a friend that does logos. Let's see what kind of logo she comes up with. And if it's something we like, we'll stick with it. But funny coincidence, because in barbecue world, like names of competition teams is like a, a real thing. Mm-hmm. Like some of our best friends, Rooter's and Tudors, Barbecue, you know, so they You know, like you can say an animal. If you really use the animals well, use it from the nose to the to the hind end, right? We have a friend this weekend that was sitting next to us. He won grand championship. He's Jason Cole, and he's Hot Coles Barbecue. There's Notorious Pig, but there's lots of just like really funny, clever names. Uh, so so contests are, are usually fun just to see the the name list of who's there.
1: Sounds like a fun community. Um, do you get nervous?
0: <laughs> For sure, I don't get nervous as much. Justin won't eat on Saturdays on turn-in day so the the typical layout we get there on Fridays usually lunchtime set up get everything ready to go chill and relax for a while sometimes on Friday nights they'll have some alternative categories to turn in like a dessert or burger or something else that you can enter just something else kind of keep people busy and having fun on Friday nights Saturday morning we get up at 5.15 we'll get the fire started and turn-ins are at 30 minute increments from 12 to 1:30. That's like crunch time.
1: Is that for everything or is that for So his, you have
0: you turn in chicken at 12, ribs 12:30. So yeah, everything's coming off the smoker about the same time and getting turned for in. For everyone. Yes.
1: Oh, everyone. So you guys yes. don't have staggered times. It's it's just
0: No, if you have so chicken turn in is at noon, mm-hmm. you have from 11:55 to 12:05, 5-minute window plus or minus. If you show up at 12:05 in 10 seconds, you're disqualified and you don't get to enter your chicken. And it was a long, sad trip for disqualified chicken. Okay. Uh, and it's happened, for sure.
1: Has it happened to you guys? <laughs> not, not to <laughs> us.
0: We, we were really close, as close as we've ever been this weekend. It was, uh, it was two after, whatever the turn-in was. It was a pork turn-in. It was due like at one o'clock and it was 1.02, so we had until 1.05. And it was a three-minute walk to the place to turn in. Luckily, one of our friends had his 16-year-old son there and I was like, go, go. And he took off, sprinted, and he got there because they have a big clock with a time on it. And he got there with a couple minutes, to, I mean, a couple seconds to spare. He came back, it was in, it's in, it's good, you're good. Like, dude, like, you know, it's second guessing yourself. It's maybe we should change this. So my job is the box. We get these boxes, and so we cook four different pork butts. I'm filling a box that's this big. I'm using three servings it's like a takeout of food. box. Yeah, I'm using three servings of meat to fill this. So we end up with, three and a half pork butts that are left over, but we're just looking for the best of the best to fill this box. And, you know, and they're like, Hey, let's do this. Or, Hey, let's do that. And it's, you know, it's a lot of chefs in the kitchen. It's a lot of ham. I'm like, stop it. Leave things alone. Stop touching the box. Cause then after it's done, I want to clean it. I take a, you know, rag and I'm cleaning around the, it's getting all the extra sauce off, making it look pretty for appearance. So it's a lot. And I'm like, dude, it's one or two go, go. And he ran and he made it. So it's a lot. But yeah, so after that, we clean up, pack up, and then it's usually do the a ward ceremony at 3 or 4 o'clock, and after that, you hit the road and you're gone. So it's a, it's a two-day deal.
1: So really Friday and Saturday. Yes. Okay.
0: Unless it's a double, which is you cook on Saturday, clean up, and then you do the same thing on Sunday again. Uh, we have not done one of those yet. The contest we went to this past weekend, that's what they're going to do next year. Uh, I imagine that will probably be our first in Union City, Tennessee, which is where Justin's family is from and all of his aunts and uncles and whatever. Which is interesting, too, because people, you know, they want to come hang out, right? They want to come see things, see your smoker and your trailer. Like, yeah, Friday night, you come. Don't come hang out Saturday morning. I don't want to see your face. You're just in the way. You know, we're trying to win prize money and stuff. Like, you can't help me right now. That's on Saturday. business time. Yeah, it's business time. Which get just, you know, some people, like Justin, you know, won't eat. I'm like, dude, stop for a minute eat a biscuit, eat some breakfast, relax. So most of the time they give us free breakfast for all the teams and stuff, so. They take care of us. In those contests we try to go back to, the ones that take good care of us. And the money goes to a good cause. They'll do like drawings and drafts. They go to a, a local charity. You know, you feel good about doing those things too. I can come cook, try to win a little money. They're raising money for a good cause. All of our friends are here. We're having a good time. It didn't rain. Like we've been in contests also though, like it's, it's been a monsoon. Like we've spent the night back in the day before the trailer, like the pop-up tents like the 10 by 10 pop-up, like we're hanging on to those for hours. Like just pull up a chair and put your arm around it and just, just hang on to it and hope it doesn't fly away. Wow. We've also lost a couple of them. One of the first contests that we were helping Terry with in Tunica, we were in an open parking lot in Tunica, Mississippi, at one of the casinos and it was open parking lot. There was nothing to block the wind or anything. And it was windy that day. And I remember looking at one time and the, our pop-up tent flew up in the air and started tumbling down the sidewalk and it it might still be going. I don't know. We never saw it again. We never got it back.
1: Wow. It
0: was a casualty of the...
1: <laughs> so you and Justin have been doing this from the start together.
0: <laughs> yes, and our friend Will. We and have three three partners.
1: Did, did you guys just kind of naturally d- divide up what you did, or did you guys kind of like talk before each weekend, like who's going to do what? No,
0: we, we, we talked about that this weekend because our other partner, Will, couldn't make it, mm-hmm. and we realized that the person that does those jobs when that person's not there. Mm-hmm. Like we're like, oh, we need to do that, or we forget those things, right, because... We all have our roles. I am admin guy. I keep the timeline, the schedule. I'm like, hey, three o'clock, gotta do this. 3.15, gotta do this. Because it gets busy, it gets hectic, and you need someone that stay on top. And then I also do the boxes and stuff at the end. I make it look pretty and stuff where it goes to turn-ins. Uh, Justin does all of our prep and like our flavors and make sure that we're wrapping the meat and getting it, staying on the timeline with the meat. And Will does our fire. He so he keeps eye on the smoker, makes sure wood stays on it, make sure temperature stays where it needs to be and that kind of stuff, which is important because if you want to be smoking at 250 degrees, and you look up and your smoker's at 200, because the wood's burning down, you're like, "Oh, some wood on there," because then you have to throw wood back on. It takes a while to get back up to temperature, and so sometimes you put too much because you overcompensate. So, it's a it's a dance.
1: You guys all have your own jobs for sure. So, there was a time where you just started and you were like, "Hey, let's just do it for fun." But then it sounds like. You guys kind of really invested just time, energy, and kind of hard, and you were like, I, "We really want to do this." I mean, it sounds like you—you you kind of have gone up a couple of levels. Yeah. Was that a decision, or was it just like, "Hey, let's do this competition," and then as you just kept going,
0: it just happens. It just you. you first of all, you find yourself going to Walmart and spending 150 bucks on meat, and then a couple of contests later, you find yourself you're you're getting special shipment drop shipments from butcher shops two states away, and you spent. $400 on Wagyu and Duroc ribs and which are a special type of pork ribs. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I literally think it's like a, a boat or uh, like a nice car, right? You keep adding accessories and you keep adding things. Oh, you know, it'd be cool. It'd be this, you know, what would make that easier if we just had two of these. And a lot of times we don't talk to each other about it. We just show up ready to leave on Friday for the contest. And one guy's like, Hey, look at these two things I got. And somebody's like, Oh, look at these three things I got. And we're like, what are we doing with all this stuff? And then, you know, at some point, you got to go back through the trailer and clean it out and purge and get rid of stuff you're not using and just like at home.
1: I have some questions about the competitions. I would imagine that there are competitions that anyone can enter. I would also imagine, and I could be completely wrong, that there are some competitions that they're like invitation only or you have to have competed in others to be uh, eligible to apply. Yes. How does that work?
0: Both correct. So most of them, 90% or more, anybody can enter. You pay the 250 bucks, 300 bucks, you show up. You don't even have to be a member of the, the Kansas City Barbecue Society. You can just show up and cook. Some of them uh, are invitationals that if you had to place above a certain points. So we get points. We go and we cook, and wherever we finish, we get points in those categories and overall. So based on where you finish in your points, you get invited to. There's one at the beginning of the year, and then there's one at the end of the year. There's two, actually. There's one in Kansas City, the Kansas City Royal, and then there's the Jack, which is in Lynchburg, Tennessee at Jack Daniels you had to win seven contests be a grand champion of seven contests the year before or each time you win basically your name goes in the hat and they pull a lot of names out of the hats so a lot of people you might win one or two still get to go but yeah to win your seventh is your automatic qualifier that, that happened
1: winning seven barbecue contests?
0: Um, well the guys that cook 40 weekends a year
1: okay judging a couple questions. One, who judges? And two, do they give you feedback? And like, have you gotten feedback that's actually been helpful? That's, you know. So, smart?
0: judges typically, as a competitor, we'd like to see all certified judges. So, judges can go, a, a barbecue society gives judges classes. It's a one day class. They go, they just kind of show them what to look for, what makes good barbecue, what makes bad barbecue. Some of it's still opinion, but they kind of give them a left and right guardrail, right? So those are certified judges. And then after you've been doing it for a while, you can go to an extra class too and be like a master certified judge or a table lead judge. So when you walk in, there's a, in a judging tent, which we're not allowed in obviously, cause we don't want they don't want us to see who's judging our food. There's six judges at a table. One of them will be a, a table head or master judge that kind of leads the group. And if someone has questions, they take care of it. This contest we went to last weekend, we didn't know ahead of time, they told us at the cook's meeting on Friday night, they go, hey, just let you know, we got about 50% certified judges. I'm like, <laughs> where did the other 50% come from? Like, is it just, like, we've been to places where they're like, we invited local policemen and firemen and school teachers and whatever. Cool, great, awesome. It's difficult as a cook because you don't know what they're looking for, right? If Jimmy the fireman, he might like his chicken a little well done. Maybe he likes his much different than the way we normally cook. So that's really hard for us to to distinguish, and will we be judged the same way that we're used to being judged? Because that's what makes a really good barbecue cook is to be consistent, and do the same thing every time, the same way. Mm-hmm. It's just it's habit, right? Just like doing anything else, you are really good at you find a way that works, and you keep doing it that way. You make small tweaks as needed. But when you have judges that aren't certified, I don't I don't know I don't I don't know what they're going to like or what they're going to need.
1: How if you're getting
0: better or not i don't know because we we have felt really good about cooks and win nothing uh there are times like that brisket i told you about it in franklin the first one we're like it's gone it's it's a burnt burger patty there's nothing left and then you end fourth place so that makes you do two things it makes you go one do I, does I, do i even know what good barbecue is <laughs> like do i have any idea and then sometimes it's like who's judging do those people have a clue like is this their first time ever eating barbecue and then sometimes just like, you know what? We had a really good cook. We did our best. It just wasn't our day. And that happens too. Sometimes food sits too long and it may get cold after it leaves us because we have to take it, run, turn it into a table. It goes from there to a table. And, you know, there's 10 minutes maybe. You're like, what happened, in the, what happened in that little box the time it left here and it got there? You just don't know sometimes.
1: It's just all part and of it. And sometimes
0: you get on a table, a good table or a bad table. If I get on a table with three other returning champions and – they're all tasting mine relative to theirs, then yeah, mine might not be as good. But we also look to see like who's on our table. So like our ribs, we were on the table with two top 10 teams in the country, and we beat both of them. I'm like, okay, so maybe our ribs were pretty good.
1: So what do you mean on the table? So the judges, the six The judges, judges table, yeah. So there's oh, six teams. And then there's six, well, there's six judges, and then right. they have six things.
0: Yeah, so, so basically when you're a judge, you sit down and you have a placemat. And it says one, two, three... So they show team one like this, yeah. and then they take one and they put it in the one box. And then they take C2, they take two, put it in the two box. And then they go through and taste all of them. So they're tasting six different teams' food and judging. So it's
1: like six at a time. Correct. And then they're, they're kind of judging. Yeah, them and relatively. then they're rotating.
0: So the people that judge our chicken will not judge our ribs. It goes to a different table.
1: Interesting. Yeah, they're
0: going, hey, team 24 went to table one. So they're marking that off. So different people are tasting every food. Is there like This a is a big na- business. It sounds like it. <laughs> is there
1: a national organization that kind of sets standards or
0: so yeah, they, who, K- who's involved there? So the KCBS, it's Kansas City Barbecue Society. There's a board. They make the rules. There are contests that aren't KCBS. The contests we're going to in a few weeks up in Springfield, last year they were not sanctioned KCBS, which means essentially it's the same thing, but they're not getting certified judges, and you're not getting points for cooking there. This year they did get sanctioned. They had to pay a little bit to get sanctioned but you do get points for cooking and they'll have certified judges.
1: Have you ever won a competition?
0: We have not won grand champion. We have won pork, we've won chicken and we've won ribs. And I guess fourth brisket is the top. I guess the best we've ever done was two years ago in Dyersburg, Tennessee, pretty big contest. We finished top 10 in all four categories. I think it was like a fourth, sixth, sixth, seventh or something. And I think we ended up like sixth overall in the contest, which we were pretty proud just to be across all four categories to have pretty good success. So I, I don't know. It's
1: Not yet. That, by the way, that sounds like a huge accomplishment. What does it mean? to You said it's grand.
0: Yeah. So in each category, there's a top 10. Mm-hmm. So in chicken, ribs, pork, and brisket, there's a top 10 announced. So they'll announce 10 through one. And then overall, there's a reserve grand champion and a grand champion, which is what you really want. So you may not win any category, but if you can finish second, third, fifth, second, you probably got a good chance of winning grand champion.
1: So these are the people with like the highest placements. To- total
0: points, yeah. Okay. So you can get up to 180 uh, in each category. 180 is a perfect score in each category, and then over 700 is like a is like the bench. Like over 700 is you had a fantastic day.
1: Wow. Have there been any controversies in the judging world or in the community lately? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, there's always people that think they didn't get judged fairly or whatever the case may be. So one of the things that normally gets you is when someone gets disqualified. So you get disqualified if you're late. You can also get disqualified if they feel like you're marking your box. So if my buddies are judges, they know that I always do my rib box this way or I do something special inside where they, oh, they're like, that's Steve's ribs. You also get disqualified if there's anything foreign in the box. And what typically happens more often than not is... So we're wearing gloves, prepping food, mm-hmm. and a lot of times with scissors and knives and whatever else, people will nick part of their glove mm-hmm. and a part of the glove will end up in the box. That's what I remember most recently to a, a guy that's a, a really good cook and wins a lot. He came back disqualified on, a, I think it was a rib box, and we were like, "What?" Huh? And they said it was part of a, a fingertip, a little just a hair of a glove
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the box. And he went back and pulled his glove out of his trailer and found where, He's like, that's fair. Like, it is what it is. But you're not going to win grand champion, right? If you're disqualified and you get a zero in category, you're done. And, you know, maybe you, you do well in a couple other categories and you enjoy your ride back home. But it's, it's kind of a waste at that point. Okay. That's tough. Yeah.
1: Oh, it yeah. sounds like there are a lot of rules in place to kind of keep it as blind. Yeah, it is. As yeah,
0: it is. And that's good. You know, we talk like Memphis MA this weekend is not. So it's a Memphis barbecue network. It's an NBN. It's a different league. They actually do a little more of a dog and pony show instead of turning in a blind box. I think maybe turn in a blind box also, but the other part of the judging is they come to your tent and you, hey, how you doing? I'm Steve. Nice to meet you. Welcome to Tennessee Smoke Show. We competed in ribs today. Uh, we go and you open your grill and you've got your ribs laid out with pineapples and greenery and make them look all pretty. You're like, hey, go have a seat at the table. I'll bring some over to you and you bring ribs over to them, you go, hey, we use this kind of wood, we use this kind of grill, we use this kind of seasoning, when you taste that, you should taste this, you should taste that, so it's a big show. I don't like, some people like that, I don't like it because I feel that, am I being judged fairly because they know who who is there and who they're served and who they're, you know. So I don't like that as much. Contests like that, a lot of the big names seem to win more Mm. often. One, they have more money, they can put on a bigger show, right, that matters. And, you know, they know if I come and I see seen and you're such a big presence, I know you won last year. and I know in my head it's supposed to be good, right? Because you won last year. That's that's tougher for me to... I, I like that the little guy can win any time. Yeah. With, if Jimmy is in his pop-up tent and he's at one little grill and he bought his food on the way and maybe it's his first time competing, if he's got better chicken than me today, Jimmy deserves a win. And I'm A-OK with that all the time. I like the fact that it's just fair across the board.
1: Sounds like it. It also seems like... Each competition kind of has its own personality. Is, is there one that you really want to go to, or is there one special one that would really be special to you to win?
0: Well, Franklin is nice because all of our friends and family come. You know, it's 20 minutes down the street. Uh, Justin literally lives across the street from, it's at Harlandale Park. It's in August. It's hot. But all of our friends and family, our wives don't normally come, obviously, two or three hours away. But our kids come and the wives come and hang out. It's more of a family type deal and they're rooting us on and stuff so it, it, that one's a lot of fun I, I would like to do have more success there you know then other than that the big ones the American Royal and the Jack you know it'd be nice to just be able to cook those that means we earned our way to go do those those are big contests American Royal will have I want to say it's like 400 teams wow. cooking uh, it's inside the Kansas City Raceway in the middle of the the Speedway
1: so those would
0: be some, some of them. Yeah, I mean, that would be big time. But, you know, the guys that go there are big time also. We're we're very middle, middle-sized middle fish.
1: What do you do with all the extra food?
0: <laughs> so, different. So this time, that was our payment to our help. Since one of our partners couldn't go with us and we had extra help, it was a lifelong friend of Justin's from the area. He came and helped, and he was a huge help all weekend, and he left with all the food. So it was gallon Ziploc bag, two of them full of pulled pork, one of them full of ribs, one of them full of brisket, and then two of them full of chicken legs. So he probably left with over $200 worth of meat. Well, wow. I'm sure that fed enough. Now a lot of times too, and this one did also. We didn't know about it. They'll uh, collect foods for local food bank and stuff to serve that weekend. We didn't know about it until we'd already promised <laughs> our food away. And we also have people that buy if we're local or close by, like the Franklin contest. Uh, we'll have people that hey, I'll, I'll buy whatever you got left, which is good for us. It covers our food cost they'll buy it by the pound when we're done and, and
1: then more people get to enjoy it
0: yeah and they they'll have it for parties whatever else and then we we used to use that money to buy the meat for the next contest
1: keeps on going
0: yeah because we literally well mean, we'll fix 24 chicken legs to use six four racks of ribs which is 10 to 12 bones each so 40 to 40 you know four bones and we're using uh, six to eight in the box wow so there's a lot left over we're trying just so we can that one got too done, that one got too small, that one shrank up on us, that one's smaller than this one. We only use one of them. So it's uh, it's a lot. I mean I wish it wasn't so much because it's a lot more work too just to do something with the other half.
1: But well, that's part of it. Um, you said you got nervous or you get nervous. Is that a regular occurrence and is does that happen at the same time in the weekend?
0: I mean I think the crunch time obviously when you're like you know, turn in and start at noon. So getting to be 1130 and depending on where we're at, right? Sometimes we're, we're at a good spot. All the meat's off. It's resting. We're just ready to start, like ready to get to work. Cause that's still the first time that I'll put gloves on. Cause that's my time to get to work. Cause like 1130 to 130 is my time because they depend on me to get boxes ready make it look good and all that stuff where their, their jobs are kind of done at that point. So that's when I start to get like, all right, where we got, what do we got? What's going on? Having some gloves. I got to make all my, my tweezers are out my scissors because like it gets that fine if I'm putting ribs in the box and there's a little piece of rib, like I'm pulling it off with scissors or I'm getting tweezers and cleaning off the edge of the box like it's it's fine details So that's me and then there's a little relief you know when you're done that last box leaves to go get turned in you're like oh, all right we're all done and then we start talking like what would you think about that you know what did you think about that and, Again, that's when you get back to either I'm a genius when it comes to barbecue or I really have no idea what a good barbecue looks it's like. Does go either way or <laughs> there's no, just depends. There's no telling, but it takes an hour and a half, and we we'll find out. That, that's the next stressful part. So they're going, hey, we, chicken was the first turn in. Congrats. Let's, let's scar your winners. Let's start at number 10. Number 10 is Jimmy's barbecue. Number 9 is so-and-so. So you're like, hey, not hearing my name. That means I must be at the top. And then if you get to number one and you still don't hear your name, we're like, well, crap, that means we were way down somewhere else. So that's, that's that build up too. You know, where they're like, Oh yeah. I'm like, yeah, of course we weren't ninth because we're probably third or second. And then when you don't hear it at all. So that happened this week, you know, chicken, that starts at 10 and it gets right through and we hear all of our friends get their name called and we're like, well, good. It's a bunch of chicken wasted. <laughs> and then next turn in is ribs. So we got going through ribs, but this time you're a little down, right? Cause you just heard 10 names called and, and of years yours and we're all sitting there together. I'm like, oh, it's okay, buddy. We're gonna we're gonna fight back, we're gonna win all the next three categories and we're still gonna win grand champ. And then you get you know, you kinda tune out, honestly, you kinda get numb, and then you are four Tennessee Smoke Show. I'm like, Hey, look at that. Because usually five or above gets a trophy and a check. So uh yeah. And then you're like, we're back now. Now <laughs> it's time for ri- or uh it's time for pork. Bring it on, what'd we get in pork? And they get there, you're like, Yeah, we got, we got nothing in pork. We didn't know, we didn't know anything about pork. <laughs> <laughs> and then brisket's the same way, which I, I knew we weren't going to win anything in brisket. He's kind of get a feeling. and I'm like, but at least we got fourth in, in ribs. We are the rib kings. I mean, except those other three guys. They were all better than us. But other than that, we are the best ribs here.
1: <laughs> Does your family come? Does Just you, some. So
0: you... my oldest is about to turn 15. Mm-hmm. He has gone to a contest with us in Georgia before. He is also a teenage boy and was a little bored. Because a lot of times we are sitting and hanging out. Um, and I, you know, I usually put him to work because he's my son. My wife does come. Like She comes and helps keep us straight and clean if it's a close local contest. Uh, we've been traveling a lot lately, two, three hours each way, so she's not coming. She enjoys a quiet house and whatever the case may be. So, uh, But like I said, Franklin, they all come. They're not there the whole time, but they'll come on Saturday and hang out and make a day of it, and that makes you feel good. You got everybody there, you got your, your cheerleaders and your team there backing you up, supporting you, and we all go to the award ceremony together. So instead of just us three sitting here all sad, there's nine or ten of us sitting here all sad (laughs) when we're done you know then they can smack in the bag Ah, it's okay baby we'll get them next time like yeah
1: what's your favorite part of the weekend
0: just the brotherhood so Justin and Will and I we all used to work together we worked together for almost 10 years so it, it initially was just like the boys chance to get back together and hang out catch up you know we've all got kids we've all got jobs we're all married just a chance to get back together and hang out and be the boys for the weekend and we, we don't, I don't want to give you the impression that we rough it in our camper because we don't. We have AC and heat and cable TV, and uh, so we're usually watching the game and hanging out. And, and if we cook dinner, we, we've cooked steaks before or, or burgers, or whatever. So, and, you know, we sit around, we laugh, tell jokes, you know, just have a good time. And that's like, there's people that I'm friends with on Facebook, barbecue people, just known by association I've never met before. We pulled in, backed our trailer in, and they're all sitting like back to back like this. And we all work off the back, right? Because nobody in the front. And uh, one of the other trucks was there. His team name is Pig and Whiskey, and uh, he's from. He just moved from Virginia to uh, Arkansas. We just never crossed paths before, and I was like, Brent, is that you?" And he's like, "Dang it, Scarborough, is that you?" And like, you know, we'd never met him before, but we were we were buddies and. Hey, how are you? Like, what's going on? Like, you know, so glad you guys are here. I know you are coming. You know, just talking and, you know, hanging out. Just having a good time. Never met that guy before. We've talked three times since we left on Sunday. So it's just, you know, like that brotherhood, you don't get other places, right? If you show up to wanting to beat somebody else in any other, like, sport or event or whatever, like, you don't, hey, how'd you do? We're sharing tips and helping out. Like, literally, I could have went to that guy and go, hey, man, we ran out of chicken or our chicken dropped. And he's like, yeah, like, take like he would have given us chicken. We've done that before. It'd been Memphis in May. And there's like, there's a lot of ancillary categories there. So there's the main four, but there's also um, seafood and wings and best sauce. And Beth, like, there's a line of them. And Justin's dad, Terry wanted to do all of them one time. <laughs> it's a lot. Cause turn-ins are like every 15 minutes. Where's the tomato sauce? Where's the mustard sauce? Who's got the shrimp? Who's got the, like it was just a lot. And our chicken wings didn't get done. And obviously we can't turn in not <laughs> healthy chicken wings. And the guys next door were like, they're like, what's wrong? We're like, we didn't get our chicken wings done. They didn't, didn't get them finished. And he's like, we've got some extras. You want them? They're cooked and ready to go. Like, we already turned ours in. Just put your sauce on them and go. And I was like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, take them, dude. And he gives us like 20 wings. We're turning in six or eight with chicken wings. So we went through and picked out the best six or eight, tossed them in our sauce, put them in the box, went to turn them in. They finished like 40 something out of 100 something teams. And we finished like 25. And they're like, I guess we have figured out the problem with our chicken wings. <laughs> it was not the wing. It must be the sauce. I'm like, sorry, guys. I mean, we didn't win any. There was no prize money for 25th. But beating them by 10 spots, they're like, what in the world? Uh, but that, that's the kind of brotherhood. And, and, and women, too. Like, it's, it's a lot of husband and wife teams. There's some all-girl teams that are out there. Like, that's just, like, people just take care of each other.
1: Is it a big mix, or is it mostly families or... Mostly men or couples? Um, I would say
0: it it is a mix. There are some teams, some really good teams, that are just couples. It's just the two of them. There are some like father-son teams, like retired dad and you 30, 40-year-old son. There are just guys, friends. There's a little bit of everything.
1: So if someone wants to get into it, what would you tell
0: them? I'd tell them to pick another hobby. (laughs) (laughs) Because it is way too consuming and expensive like any other big hobby. But, yeah, I mean, if you're into cooking, like, like my friends get it. Just for example, we're, today my friends sent me a note. They're like, hey, we're doing a crawfish bowl for Memorial Day. You guys want to come? Of course, my wife wants to come. She's from South Mississippi, and she wants crawfish all the time. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, we'll be there. And I was like, just have your smoker ready so I can cook other things because I don't eat crawfish. So I can cook sausage or chicken or some other things. And he's like, yeah, for sure. He's like, Scarborough cooking on my smoker? Are you kidding me? He's like, well, we're not going to tell anybody else that you're cooking, though, because we don't want, like, we don't want them lined up or I just start charging admission that, you know, we've got a prize winning competition cook coming to cook. I'm like, stop it, dude. I was like, I just, I just want to come hang out. Like We were just thinking that we haven't been to like a holiday cookout in forever. You know, none last year and mm-hmm. just just hanging out. So my friends give me a hard time and stuff like that. And I've invited some to come do competitions just to hang out and see what it's like. But, you know, it's not like sitting out with your flip flops and with a spatula in your hand, like on the commercials, like flipping flipping stuff you know it's, it's like a serious business like it's like it's fun to en- enjoy it but you have to really enjoy the prep you have to enjoy the cleanup you have to enjoy all parts of that right mm-hmm. the drive there like to to drive three hours I mean if we didn't win anything at all and it rained the whole time and you still gotta get back in your truck and drive back three hours going what are the 44 things we could have done differently because uh, you have that talk every time like, Justin and I were sitting in the truck on the way back going, what about that brisket? What, what should we have done? I'm like, dude, I don't want to talk about that brisket right now. Like, that brisket is, is done and gone, and it's just a memory.
1: But isn't that part of it? Like, it is, for sure. The post-game.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we had three hours to do it. Sometimes it's not so long. And then, you know, you, you, you make... So you ask if you get better. So, yeah, maybe we go change five things. And maybe those are the five things we did right. Mm-hmm. And then the things that were wrong are still wrong. So we've compounded that by adding five more things wrong now. So... You know, we try to, we do keep notes and recipe cards and we have a a timeline where we put, you know, this on it at 5.05, at 5.25, check this and see if this is done yet at 5.45. So we try to keep it pretty detailed, but it doesn't always happen that way. For example, uh, we couldn't find good firewood this time. So his local buddy's like, hey, I've got some one by one oak up here. If you think that'll work, I've got a lot of it. You can have it from a local wood mill. Just like, man, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely use it. So adding one by, usually we're using like fire logs, right? Like normal size fire logs. These are one by one. So they're this big and this long. So it's a lot less wood. So it's
1: like what? Like one inch diameter by a foot?
0: No, one inch by one inch. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. And like a foot long. Okay. So they're smaller, less wood, less fuel source. We're having to put more of them on, right? To get the same amount of, of wood. Well, when you first put wood on it, it gives you dirty smoke. Mm-hmm. the gray smoke coming out of a grill. You never want to see like dark gray smoke coming out of a grill cuz that's acrid, sour smoke and it's doing bad things to whatever's inside there. So, you want like the clear like vapors where it's like a blue gray, just like vapors coming out. That's really clean smoke and that's giving your meat and whatever's in there really good meat flavor, uh, smoke flavor. But having to put those on more often, we're getting more dirty smoke because you get a little dirty smoke at the beginning, even with good wood. But when you're having to constantly put small wood in there, it's dirty smoke, dirty smoke, dirty smoke. And that was one thing, because our fire guy wasn't there this weekend. It was just me and Justin, didn't really really hit us. until we went to go check it and where we should have been about nine o'clock, we were already there by eight. So we're looking by like color, like what's the color in the bark on the outside of the pork butts and brisket and stuff look like. We know where they're supposed to be about nine o'clock and they're already there at eight o'clock an hour early. And he's like, why is it doing that? And then we're like, dirty smoke, dude. Like it's, we're having to put wood on more often. It's giving more dirty smoke and it's getting more color faster. He's like, oh, you're right. So things like that, that you don't, you don't plan on, you don't hope for, but they happen. And you have to like, okay, what do we gotta do? So we take them off early. We cover them up put them in pans and foil so they're not getting any more smoke. They're just still getting the heat. And that helped us, but you know, if we could not have to deal with that, that would have been a lot more helpful. But you have to think on your feet and problem solve. And like, what can we do to fix this? situation and that's things that only people that have cooked several times and over and over you learn because you're gonna make mistakes it's how can I fix them when they happen like any other thing right yeah you know if you're on a boat and your boat does this or your boat does that or you're on a bike and your wheel goes flat or like it's how i fixing the problems and being able to get back to what I was doing
1: yeah you said you have recipe cards do you have recipes that you follow every single time do you tweak them and where did those recipes come from
0: so we have a timeline so Justin's dad had lots of notes he always kept the little, uh, how would you call it? The little pads that are like two by inches by like four inches, They're like go in your fit in your front pocket on your shirt, that size. So he had lots of those and he made lots of notes. Uh, unfortunately his penmanship wasn't, wasn't great. And some of them are in pencil and other things. So Justin's gone through those trying to pull information and then more so just things that we learned because his smoker was different than our smoker. So what he did on his for an hour and a half, we might be doing it for an hour. So it's tweaking every time you cook. Uh, you like to do practice cooks, but that's the other thing with barbecue is you wanna spend the $300 for meat to practice with it. Mm-hmm. And then you know you gotta spend, it's not like practicing burgers that take 20 minutes. They're gonna take eight hours to do pork butts and brisket and stuff. So uh, you go, ah, I feel pretty good about it. We'll, we'll make it work when we get
1: What do you cook for your family during the week? <laughs>
0: So last night my Or do you, bo- you cook? I mean who's Yeah, is- no I so in my house I'm the cooker. Okay. My wife she cleans up the kitchen after. Last night it was just her and I and we did smoked chicken breasts, like chopped salad. So I smoked chicken. So everything's probably taken up a little notch over what some people might do. Mm-hmm. So I smoked chicken for, you know, forty five minutes and then grill it off and then we ate on a Caesar salad. Tonight we're cooking breakfast. She's down the street, she'll be home in a little while and I think we're cooking breakfast for dinner. I got two teenage boys, so it's nothing crazy or fancy. Uh, But we also mix in. So, like, tomorrow night, I don't remember. Usually, like, it's a surprise. I open up and see what meat's thawed out. I'm like, okay, so what do we do? This. But this week, because we have supper club this weekend, I've got some stuff I'm I'm having to practice each week. So tomorrow night, we're doing a spinach and cheese empanada for supper club that they don't know about yet. And I've got some new empanada dough that I want to play with and kind of see how it responds.
1: it sounds like you guys cook pretty regularly. We cook
0: because for my wife and I, like we get to spend time together in the kitchen. We, at the kitchen island together, we prep and talk and laugh and tell stories and just do it together. So that's good quality time, especially if we've been at work all day and she's a nanny. I work in insurance. We don't, you know, we we get to talk some during the day, but just to be able to come home and know that we got an hour together to sit and prep and cook and have a good time and take pictures for social media, then to sit down and eat together and you know, sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's pretty good, but you know, just to have that time together is good.
1: That's really, really important. Yeah. Since you started barbecuing and kind of have started your cooking journey, what do you think you've really learned about yourself?
0: Patience for sure. Not a patient person by any means. So to know that things don't always go right the first time, that sometimes things need more practice. To also know that not good at certain things which is okay because like I said even though my wife is not always a willing participant I do understand that she's better at certain things than me something silly in basic spaghetti we eat spaghetti like every family like you know once a week or three times a month her spaghetti sauce is always so much better than mine and she thinks I say that just because she'll cook that night and I don't have to but I really don't like it's always much better than mine and we're using the same spices the same stuff and I'm like your spaghetti sauce is always much better so when we do spaghetti she knows she's cooking and and I'm not, I don't necessarily do the dishes that night either. She usually still, she's the cooker and cleaner that night. But, so I just appreciate that fact too. And I, I think just it reiterated the fact that it brings people together Enjoy Like if we cook, so my boys are here half the week, they're here four nights a week. And then when we cook, like uh, my youngest does not sitting here and eat with us because he usually is doing his own thing and he likes to watch his videos and stuff. But my oldest comes out and we sit at this table and we talk and you know, even though I sit there and he sits always the furthest seat away from me, but we talk and about school and what's going on and what's planned for the weekend, and so that aspect of food just is universal, right? Even at barbecue contests, if we're eating like from the from the food trucks, we're still sitting in our tailgate chairs, we're telling stories, we're laughing, we're you know, no one's going off into their own corner and sitting and eating by themselves. Like it, it just brings people around the table.
1: You have that chance they can Okay. Final question. I'm so grateful for all that you've shared. Yeah, no, it's been good. It's like been it. fun. What is something you really love about yourself?
0: Hmm. Um, I guess that like people mean the most to me. I like that I want other people to be cared for and taken care of. And I get in trouble sometimes because I have a hard time saying no when people ask for help. Uh, I actually said no to something last night. My wife like came out of the bathroom. She's like, what was that? I told him I don't have time. I'm like I can't, I can't do that. And she's like, oh my god. She's like, oh my gosh. Like we should celebrate. And I'm like, baby, we're not celebrating because now they gotta go find somebody else to go do that. And she's like, that's okay. Like they'll find someone else. It's good. But I just, I enjoy helping people and uh, just connecting. Like just through my work and living in this neighborhood, and like I don't, like you know, I'm the Facebook admin for the. I don't know how that happened. Somebody called me one day or she messaged me on Facebook and she's like. Hey, we're moving. I'm the last Facebook admin that was here. There were three of us. and I'm the last one that still lives here. And I'm leaving. Will you take this on? I'm like, what, what does that mean? Like, what do I got to do? She's like, I don't know. I just, I feel like you're always like involved and trying to help people and bringing people together and connecting things. Like, I just feel like you'd be a good fit. And I'm like, oh God, my wife's not going to like that. Like, I just added something else to the plate. And that was a year and a half ago. We lived here six months. So I've been doing that ever since. I don't know how to make any other admins on the page. So it's just me. <laughs> I got food trucks coming once a week. Uh, we try to do like, you know, holiday events, like the Easter egg stuff and Halloween, like whatever. Like, I just, I want people to come together and know that other people are here and people care about you. And, you know, they just like love each other and just take care of people. So I feel like I try to always put that forward and I, I, I hope that it comes out.
1: I think it absolutely, definitely does. And yeah. I think that's a great place to stop. Thank you so much awesome. for chatting. are really grateful. A while after our conversation, Stephen told me he had an update about Tennessee Smoke Show's last barbecue season. He wanted to share, and so did I. We met up, and here it is. Okay, so we're back for an update.
0: We are. It's
1: been a little bit. Do you want to tell me what's happened?
0: Yeah, this past barbecue season at the Robertson County Cook-Off, Tennessee Smoke Show actually won their first grand championship.
1: Congratulations! I say them.
0: I'm a, I'm a third of that, but it uh, it was us. But it was super exciting, our first one ever. I mean, like I said we'd won some categories before, but never finished. Honestly, we never finished top three overall before this contest was what they call a competitor series. So it's open to anybody, not just amateurs, not just professionals. It's just like open. And the difference is you don't cook brisket, but you cook uh, chicken, you cook pork and you cook ribs. And we did an anything but category, which is something that's not in those three categories. I made that my baby and I did a, a stuffed meatball slider mm. uh, that tasted great, but the judges did not like it nearly as much. But overall, yeah, I told you, if we go to a award ceremony and they start with, hey, chicken's first category, let's start at number 10. And they start at 10 and, and go up. So you start thinking, man, we really stunk. We, didn't, we weren't 10. We weren't nine. Like I said, but we were the last name called. First place, Tennessee Smoke Show. We're like, this is fantastic usually we're good. We went one category. We're like, this was a great day. This was worth coming out here. So we won first place. I think it was 20, 22 teams. So the next category was ribs. Same thing. We got like, yeah, the ribs were were pretty good. We thought and first place prize, again, Tennessee smoke show. We're like, this is fantastic. Wow. What a day we're two for two so far. First two categories we've won. And typically if that happens, you're going to win overall, but the team, there was another team that won second place in both categories. So they were right on our heels, we knew. So if we slipped up, so third category was pulled pork and we won, they won third place in it, we won second place. And so another team completely won first. We we're like, still, like first, first and second, like this is fantastic. And then last category was anything but, which still counts. We don't usually do those in pro categories and pro competitions. But there were people that were, and a lot of people keep those secret, right? They're like, this is our little baby that we do that we don't tell anybody about because it's, you can be really creative there. We didn't get our name called 10th through 1st, but the other team did not either. Mm. That was on our heels and we're like, oh my gosh, where'd we finish? Turns out we finished like 13th and they finished 15th. But the people that won did like swordfish and like a steak with crab meat, like super high end stuff that I wouldn't have spent the money to um. We kind of were doing the math in our head, and we were like, yeah, I think we got it. And we did. We won grand championship. So not only do that, we scored 180, which is considered a perfect score in uh, chicken that day. And also 700 overall. So if you have a 700, that's considered, you know, you did high enough in each category. You get a 700 total points overall. So they get you a pin and a special kind of shout out from, from KCBS. So it was a really good day. We were super excited. We won and obviously the first contest we've ever gone to where we came home with more money than we spent going, which is always a good time. Yeah. Uh, anytime you can hang out and have a good time with your buddies and, and do your favorite hobby and come home with more money than you left with is, is a win for sure.
1: That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Did you get a trophy or a plaque?
0: Yeah, we got three plaques for each category uh, with checks to go with them, which is sometimes more exciting than the plaque. <laughs> but Then for the grand prize was like an engraved big engraved cutting board, as well as uh, another check.
1: I'm so happy for you guys. Yeah, it's did super you, cool. Did you do anything differently this time?
0: Maybe, kinda. Like, I don't know, that's the thing with the barbecue. Like I said, it really all depends on the judges. You can do the exact same thing every single time. You're gonna catch some judges that like it a little more salty, some that like it a little sweet, some that like it. We will literally have food, the chicken legs that are cooked exactly the same, treated exactly the same, they're turned in, and two judges sitting side by side, chairs next to each other. One will say it's way too salty, and the other will say that it has no flavor. It needs some more salt. So it really just depends. We just we happen to have a good day. Judges happen to like our food. and Because the, there were some other really good cooks there, too, that we had beat out. And next time we might finish last place, and they'll win. Like it's, It kind of is a toss-up. But people that can do it most consistently and kind of find what judges like, and they stay... Plus or minus in that area, they seem to do the best, and we just had a—we didn't have any major hiccups that day, other than my stuffed meatball slider, I guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How did you guys celebrate?
0: Well, after two days of barbecue, you just come home and want to take a shower and take a nap and eat something that doesn't smell smoky and whatever. Like I said, normally when I come home, my wife's like, "Oh, the pictures and stuff look so great. I'm so hungry. Let's go get some barbecue." I'm like, "Let's not. Let's go get pizza or spaghetti or something else." I'm just tired because your your clothes smell of smoke. Your all your your hair like until so you take a shower and can you know you just feel a little rough
1: well i'm just so excited for you guys yeah it. it's a lot
0: of fun it's uh it makes you excited to go back out there i don't know if you play golf or not but you know if you go play golf and you play 18 holes and it's awful but on the 18th hole if you hit a great shot you're like yes definitely coming back next weekend you know like you forget the other 17 holes that you stunk so bad but you know the last taste in your mouth gets you going back we did cook again after that at a bigger competition It <laughs> did not do as well we did Finished in a fourth place, Ribs, in a a big competition in Franklin, Tennessee. But so unfortunately, that was the last taste in our mouth for the season. So excited to get back out and cook again this year.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks for the update. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Feel free to leave a comment about this conversation, maybe what you're taking with you from it. Make sure to check out the other conversations if you haven't already, too. You can also send me a message if you have a story to share. I'd love to hear it. I'll be working on a new series soon, and you could be a part of it. Sending good your way. Until next time, take good care.